well, well, or shall we say all too well? All too well. It's here. I have been listening to it essentially every day. Have you really? Truly. And new lines from it are hitting me on different days. Okay. We have to dive fully into this. You know what's interesting is we've been, uh, obviously, I've been posting a little bit about Taylor in the stories. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's shocking to me that people are not Taylor Swift. Like there are women our age, around our age, who are just not fans. Have never like hated. Yeah. Or they're they're either like apathetic or like they think she's a bad, like she's way overrated, which is just like insane to me. It's actually insane to me. I, I absolutely fall into the category of not only do I love Taylor Swift, but I feel like I am Taylor Swift. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. she writes about my life continually. Oh yeah. 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 See, right. I agree. I have, I have something to say though about people who disconnect from her because I have my own disconnection. Where do you disconnect? I disconnect with Taylor as like a friend. Like I don't, I think I'm sure she's a wonderful friend, but I think Taylor as a person is, is like, as Joe would say, Joe Peacock, everyone uh, who did our Taylor Swift episode um, months ago, many moons ago. um, He always says that Taylor Swift is pretty extra. And I think that's the perfect way to describe her. And I think that to me in person is annoying. And honestly, when I see her, like, I don't even follow her on Instagram. Like when I see her on Instagram or on TikTok, I cringe. But when I listen to her music, I weep. Um, so yeah, like that's where I disconnect. See, I feel like I am such an extra person and I feel like I'm so extra <sighs> in so many ways. And so that's why I feel like I really connect with her because I feel like we're embarrassing in very similar ways. See, I, I disagree. You and I would not be on this podcast. You and I would not be friends if you were as cringy. See, I feel like you're the only reason you are still my friend is because we're connected by blood. well I'm just kidding but I think that like she did this this TikTok with Selena Gomez oh I saw it and was that not cringe to you and do you think you would actually record that yourself see I wouldn't record it myself but there's all kinds of things celebrities get to do because they're celebrities like I think that so you excuse it extremely sensual pregnancy photo shoots are very cringy. Like I do not need to see you naked with like a sheet blowing in the wind. Your body covered in oil. Exactly. Or like looking like a nine months pregnant Calvin Klein model. Like I don't Mm -hmm. really need to see that. But when a celebrity does it, I I don't think twice. I just think, oh, this is what it is. Like, of course. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like I – I expect, I just, I expect her to be more like me because I do feel like she writes songs for me. So, and I I would never do that. And I I don't know, you know. But here's the thing. You have a lot of restraint and Taylor does not. Taylor is not restrained. Right. Right. I mean, in many ways. Like, I even think that some of her taste is like tacky. Like, I'm kind of over the red thing, that whole red thing that she does. (laughs) That, okay, this is my feeling on Taylor one of the many, but it's so interesting how she evolves, but she doesn't evolve out of like the high school, early college days, aesthetic and point of view. It -hmm. always feels like she is perpetually has the taste level of an 18 year old girl. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Did you watch the Blake Lively directed music video? I have not yet. No. Okay. Well, in this, she's just like wearing a red dress and it just feels like very 2011 and I know that this is her like re-recording but I guess I just would have expected something slightly more stylish or just something that felt slightly more updated like right yeah and you know she might as well have had like the princess curls and right you know the 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 updo from the love story music video because like it, it just felt like definitely felt like old Taylor which was maybe by design but, you know, and, and let me, while I'm on this soapbox, let me just say that I'm over her and Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds being like the best of friends. I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to see them be hanging out. I don't want to have it shoved down my throat by E! News. I'm over it. If I have to, if I have to deal with another page six Instagram post about right. Blake Lively and Taylor Swift, head to the link in our bio to learn right. more. First of all, F off to both Enos and page six for that strategy. Why don't you just link to the actual Instagram post? Why do I have to, you know what I mean? 
Right. So I mean, annoying. the real the real heroes are the people who will spoil it for you in the comments. Have you seen that before? No. Yeah. Those are like the true American heroes of our day. Um, and they will like literally read it and then they'll say, oh, it was nothing. It was just, you know, that she said that she borrowed a sweater from Blake Lively. Um, it's incredible. I mean, I got really suckered into one of those the other day. E! News said that. Which one? E! News said that Lala Kent, you know, had gotten real about her breakup with Randall Emmett. <sighs> And I'm just like, finally, she's talking about right, it. I can't right, wait. I'm right. such a sucker. Such a sucker. No, I am too. I am too. I go and I click. I go to the link in the bio. Right, right. And then by the, somehow it's a most, it's a recent Instagram post. But by the time you go to link in bio, it's like eight pages back. Yeah. <laughs> also, it was it was her talking on her podcast in the most benign of terms. It was just like, right. oh, you know, like, uh, you know, you can't be sad with you have a, se- a seven month old baby isn't going to wait for you to be sad. So really focusing on being a mom right now. That's like all she said, um, which I guess acknowledges the truth of the situation, which is interesting. But I think we already knew. And so anyway, yeah. yes, you get suckered in. And honestly, I'm going to completely come back to this. I am so over Blake Lively in every single way. Like I I, am too. I'm over it. I'm over Blake Lively. I get that she has long legs and big boobs and big hair. That's fantastic. But I don't care. I I find everything – I find her to be annoying. I don't know I find her – well, I think the most annoying thing about her is Ryan Reynolds. Uh, and like the cringy Instagram posts. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, and I, maybe I, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but they are my least favorite celebrity couple because they are like, they try so hard on social media with each other. And it's just so cringy to me. It like, you know, I, I think that like having a social media dynamic with your significant other is like fine, but like they try to do it to like such a degree where he's always like, you know, happy birthday to my sexy wife. And then it's like a picture where she's cropped out. And it's just like, it's tired. The bit is tired. Find a new thing. And, you know, maybe you should just actually like be a little bit less active on social media. I just think that unless Blake Lively is going to come out and do a TikTok about, you know, her before and after from her nose job, I'm not interested. Give us the surgeon's name. Give us some actual value. Right. Shut, shut up. You know, and right. your words or zip shut it. up, zip it. Yeah. But so. I don't have a lot of room to talk about all these things because I recently did my, well, recently as in this morning, I, um, I did my first reel. So, okay. Let's talk about that. Lost we'll that V card. We'll talk, come back to all too well, but I do want to talk about the reels, the TikTok. Um, yeah. As you guys can tell, we've really been ramping up our social media. Um, a, a week after posting, like, hey, does anyone know anyone who could make TikToks for us? We just started doing it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing I realized is like, what are they going to, what are that, am I going to do? Play, right. Pay them to fly out to Puerto Rico to film me right. and teach me how to do it? Why don't I just, why don't you just buck up and learn how to do a green screen, you dumb bitch? I know. Honestly. I know. I know. I know. Sorry, mom and dad. Um, um, anyway, <laughs> so yes, I've been hopping on the reels. Let me just say that what I thought was going to happen was that they would be difficult to do. Like right. I thought I would have to become a video editor to do these. Right, right, right. Like and some After Effects whiz. Yes. And like I just felt like I'd have to take a bunch of clips from my camera roll and pu- I don't know. It seems stressful. They're actually extremely easy to do. How did you feel about yours? Um. So this is what happened. I um I had a, a chat with Marin, who is one of our – dear friends and a listener of the pod. And she basically told me that I need to get over myself and I need to be more active on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I think I, you know, you know, my issues, you know, my traumas, my struggles. Mm-hmm. I'm just like not as, as comfortable in front of the camera. I think, you know, I'm just, I'm way more, I'm like way too afraid of cringe, which honestly hurts me most of the time because I just don't post. The thing is, is you have PTSD from being part of the cool kid, like a cool friend group in high school. Right. That's and a exactly lot of these right, friends Lauren. still think they're, and they are, I guess they're cool. Um, but they, they are watching and you're afraid of embarrassing <laughs> yourself. That's that is true. What it is. I, yeah. I think that's, I, I totally think that's what, that's a part of it. I also think that like, I, like I have coworkers who follow us, like, I mean, great friends, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm, I have like another life which is like my job mm-hmm. and my professional world and so sometimes I like I get a little nervous when I'm like a little too real with like everyone who I work with as well so no all that intended. is to say that 
you know, gross. Um, Reels, real, real. What, where were you real. going, sicko? I don't know. I don't know. It was just a knee jerk reaction to no pun intended with that low voice. Um, <laughs> all that is to say that it, it went out the window this morning when I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make it like, you know, I want this podcast to do well. I want to be more of like a force on it. And yeah. frankly, Lauren, I just didn't like seeing your face three times in a row on our grid. So I had to step in. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know that your reel is by far outperforming all of mine already? Like by far. Well, I mean, it's okay, already gotten more plays than like two of mine that have been up for over 24 hours. That's already. really nice. Well, and it's, it's gotten more comments, more likes. You know that I also called you about 10 minutes after I've been posted to literally freak the F out because I was like, no one's liking it. Like four people had liked it at that point. And I'm like, I'm about to take it down. I'm about to take it down. <laughs> The shame spiral is so real. No, it's Chandler, so people real. Love, people love it. And you know what? It is the best. And I'm just going to try to tell myself that it's the commentary style people are liking, not just that you're naturally funnier and cooler and more likable than me, which is actually. No, I, I think honestly, I think the headline is so outrageous, which is why I felt compelled to act. And now I fear that it will be a thing that I do all the time. It should be a thing that you do. It is what it is really how we're going to grow is getting our faces out there doing the green screen. Courtney told us we should be doing this like a year ago. Um, and it is the truth. So our account has been performing at like 300% ever since the reel started. Really? Oh, that's yes. fascinating. You can look at the insights. So anyway, it is what actually is going to add fuel to this rocket. And I, let's just say I was sick of sitting at the station. And that's why I right. took to TikTok. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking us here, Lauren, truly. I do what I can. Um, so anyway, you guys will see more of us on Reels and TikTok. Okay, let's go back to your thoughts on All Too Well. Here's the thing I really want to talk to you about. I really want to yeah. talk to you about the video. Okay, that's exactly where I wanted to go to. Okay. Okay. And by the way, the lyrics are the original lyrics she wrote back in the day, and it was originally 10 minutes. Did you know that? These are not yeah, new well, lyrics. I, I saw a Good Morning America where she said the original version was 10 minutes long. Obviously, and, she had to add the uh, the bit at the end, but yeah. Right, right, right. But I thought like – I don't know. I thought – I actually – I didn't know that it was like that these were the the same lyrics as before. I yeah. thought maybe they'd been changed or altered, but wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. Pretty gutting. Okay, but yeah. I want to talk to you about the video because truly I did feel like I had I had woken up in 2014 <laughs> – Mm -hmm. and entered um, essentially what would what can only be described as Tumblr pornography. Right. I mean, right. the fall Thank you for leaves, using the correct terminology. I do what I can. The fall leaves, the plaid shirts, the beanies, mm -hmm. the horse like, hair. I mean, to me, what was so special about this short film was that it truly was everything that we'd been picturing for the past 10 years or whatever since it came out. Like – it was the those exact scenes. Like there wasn't some art, new artistic interpretation of it. It was like no, like it it was just like the very real like depiction of like what that relationship was, which I like loved. I could not get enough of it. I mean, I watched it with Joe and then our other friend Ben and then my boyfriend Ben, and I I mean I was a, I was oh upset that they were not having. I mean Joe had like a great reaction to it, but like I felt a little bit like I was. Like I was emotionally undressed and I felt like they were not getting there with me. And that was really hurtful to me. Um, okay. Well, can I tell you that one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my life? Yeah. It was Joe on this podcast saying that um, he wants went for his first dance at his wedding to have a refrigerator brought on the dance dance floor because the most romantic <laughs> thing is dancing in the refrigerator light. Like I lost my mind. I remember where I was sitting and I was just like dying. It's anyway. so no, it it's absolutely true. And yeah, we're we're gonna have spoiler alert, we're gonna have Joe back on to discuss the new music. Yeah, we because need to. There's no one better to talk about Taylor Swift and most other things with. Here's what I really – here's what the point I really want to bring to the pod. Though. Yeah. I do feel like, yes, like Taylor absolutely – it was so specific. It was literal. It was exactly yeah. what we had imagined and pictured and we got that cathartic moment. But by but. the same sword that she 
pierces her opponents, Mm -hmm. she also cuts herself, okay? Because I personally feel like Taylor Swift, it's like – it's like an idea is a nail and she's mm-hmm. like not just a hammer, but like no. a she brings an industrial strength jackhammer right, right. to that one stud. Like I'm just saying it is so over the top mm-hmm. and this is where I really want to go. So just let me, let okay. me get there. Uh, I, uh, I think we might be on the same page about this and I'm like, I also want to break it, but I'll let you do it. Okay. I, the ending oof, I want to say it. The I'm going to say You stole me. I literally said in the room, I said, Taylor oh. Swift ruined this music video with herself at the end. Uh, it just all completely goes to shit. It, okay, let's break this down. It completely goes to shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, this the, the, becomes... French, the French knot for the bookseller, <laughs> the book all too well. Like, you know, uh, she's now uh, Nora Ephron, who's like 50 right. years old. Right, she's, right. She's 31 now, and so mm-hmm, she has to mm-hmm. dress like... She, like an Eileen right. Fisher post-sexual separate. <laughs> She's in Talbots. Um, Chic. I stole that line by Caitlin Flanagan. Amazing. Eileen Fisher, okay. post-sexual separates. Yep. Incredible. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what, what are sexual separates? Po- what does that mean? Eileen Fisher. You know that brand? Yeah. The designer. Post, yep. Post-sexual. Like no yeah. longer sexual. Separates. And then that's what she like, calls. Like as in I- like pants and shirts? Yeah. Like as in like separates? the loose tunics. Those are post-sexual Stop. separates. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That was a post-sexual look. I mean, the hairstyle alone, that was like literally like if, if you'd gone to Supercutters in 1985 and said like, I'm going to prom tonight. Like give me an updo. I mean, it uh, was so bad. Leaving her chic apartment. It was just – okay. <sighs> and then – I'm going to break this because you took yeah. it, but I will break it. Okay. The most embarrassing part about the whole thing uh-huh. was her her th- wanting us to suspend our disbelief so much, thinking we're so naive that we believe that her ex-boyfriend kept that <laughs> scarf and then creepily came to her book reading while wearing it? I know, I know, I know, I know. It stared in like a weirdo stalker, the guy that <sighs> dumped her and broke her heart. Right, right. No, it it completely goes to hell in a handbasket. Like, the thing is, all of, like, all of the, like, all the things that she talks about in the song are so real and, like, I don't know, they're just, like, they are the thoughts of, like, you and your most, like, vulnerable state and just, like, sadness of a relationship. And then it... it this music video then turned a corner to just like delusional sad woman at the end. Exactly. It's like it's the fantasy you have that's never going to come to fruition. Like, And thank goodness your whole life doesn't th- become about this relationship. Exactly. Like thank goodness. You're, right. You're, the gift you give the universe isn't a book you wrote about <laughs> your, you know, the three-month <laughs> romance you had at 20. <laughs> also – like it, it literally a has like debut t- novel. It has Tumblr like diary vibes to it, like come true. Like I'm yes. gonna write a book about this relationship because it was the biggest relationship of my whole life. Um, okay. The other thing I'm gonna say is if you look at the book cover, it has like Dr. Seuss vibes. Like it literally, it's so. I mean, the fact it's this is the thing. So Taylor Swift bad. is too on the nose. She, the video cardigan. She puts on the cardigan at the end of the music video, like. In this new music video, I bet you think about me every day. It's like the cake is red. She's the the white dress turns to a red dress. Like it, and then it this like the book's name is all too well. The book is titled all too well, and the guy is wearing her scarf outside. It's just like it's too on the nose, and she kills her own jokes and her own like lines. I do think like I'm grateful she didn't become like pretentious and start making like postmodern like f- I don't know what's that singer oh Joanna I'm glad she didn't become like a Joanna Newsom ripoff to seem like a cool quirky like artist. I don't know who that is Joanna Newsom is like the the girl with the harp you know, she I might be before your time anyway yeah. she's just very like postmodern modern music that okay people tend to like but is okay. honestly just like completely Bad. boring and terrible okay okay anyway um. My point being, like, I'm glad Taylor Swift's music didn't turn into, like, the equivalent of a toilet in the Museum of Modern Art. And, right. you know, we have to all interpret it as, like, you know, anyway, you get where I'm going with that. Right, right, right. I feel like, I feel like I love that Taylor has stuck stuck to her core, but she has, she doesn't evolve with her taste level. And then it's like, no, she strains credulity when she thinks that 
we're going to believe that every ex-boyfriend is still obsessed with her and right, can't right. stop thinking about her and yes, keeps yes. her scarf from that very first week because it reminds him of innocence. What, mm-hmm. what the f- what Jake Gyllenhaal, what really? Is he Jake Gyllenhaal? Is he just clutching that scarf, you know, in the small hours of the night, just smelling it, thinking about her virginity? Like what on right. earth? Oh, so gross. So Yeah, gross. I also like, I hate, I hate thinking that that line is about like losing her virginity. I, not that I am like, you know, opposed to her, like have, having had that experience, but I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the scarf. I prefer the line, you know, nights when you made me your own. That's the one I prefer to think about in that way. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes Taylor horror, Taylor horror. Oh my God. Sometimes Taylor Taylor gets, sometimes Taylor gets a little Madonna horror. Like she has a little bit of a Madonna horror complex in her Mm -hmm, songs. mm -hmm. And she really like, uh, idolizes like being brand new and all of that. And it's a little cringy. This is what we've talked about in previous Taylor deep dives are, is that her lyrics Except with the exception of a few songs off of like Lover and but then again a few songs totally, you know, uh contradict this. Like her lyrics don't really advance past and her themes don't really advance past high school. Absolutely exactly. And and she doesn't she somehow has not evolved out of the place to know that this is her audience has grown in their level of visual right. and auditory sophistication. Right, right, right. To yeah. liking, you know, consuming content that is a little bit more nuanced. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my gosh, it was just when she was walking into that book reading, Ugh. I was about to lose my mind. I like, No, I mean, that's when I started to feel embarrassed that I liked this. And exactly. before I was just like, this is like, I looked over at them and in my head, I'm like, this is the most moving thing you've ever watched. Like, if you're not feeling anything right now, like, I don't want to be associated with you. It's nostalgic. And then when that, yeah. Right, right. I mean, I literally like, then I was like, I thought like, like <laughs> I, I was clearly having a moment. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and then I, you know, did, I like, I honestly started crying like after I was like talking to him about it and why it, you know, personally affected me. And, but then when, you know, when the end of the music video starts happening and you start to realize like, oh shoot, she really did like just kill this m- music video in the last 25 seconds. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I'm embarrassed to be a Swifty. And that's, what's really hard about being a Swifty these days. It's, it is a shared struggle. We all mm-hmm. deal with it because the music I'm sorry, but it's divine. It's exquisite. The it's new exquisite. verses, like he threw the keys on the ground, said mm-hmm. F the patriarchy. Yeah. I love that line. I thought, I mean, the interpretation in the video was not what I was expecting. I thought he yeah. threw the keys on the ground in like a cool, like, I don't give a, you know, I don't care. You like, can drive. You can drive. Like, I'm a cool yeah. guy. I'm, yeah. I'll break the rules. Like, you never right, know right, what right. to expect out of me. Like, I thought that was the vibe. Not he was or, like having some sort of like tantrum, but. Right. Or, yeah, like, I, to me, it was like, oh, she's making fun of him virtue signaling. Like, I'm like such a cool feminist guy. Like, that's how I interpreted the line, which I loved. Right. It was, I mean, I, I personally, the 10 minute version is the one I will listen to from now right, on. Right. Same. I like, I just now accomplish tasks in 10 minute spans because I'm like, okay, I'll put that song on and I'll go do something. And okay. Here's the line. That's really, so two lines are sticking out to me right now. Okay. I think the line where she says, first and foremost, one that is so gutting to me is, um, and then you said, if, if thing, if we had been older, uh, if, uh, then she, and he said, um, if, wait, what is it again? He said, yeah. if it would have worked out essentially if we had been the same age. Yeah. Yeah. He says like, if we had been closer in age, Oh yeah. It could have been different. And that made me want to die. Like, Oh, I just gave myself the chills again <sighs> saying it. It's really masterful. It's so good. I think this might be a moment of processing personal trauma because I'm not sure the li- that line really hit for me. Um, oh, I, I, I think it, well, it definitely was like, I mean, yeah, I definitely is for sure is wrapped up in some personal entanglements, but I just like, you know, like uh, it, to me, that's like another, um, so casually cruel in the name of being honest, like saying right. one thing that you just know you will spiral on for the rest of your life. Right. Totally. Um, and I also thought that the, the way the age difference was portrayed in the music video was perfect. I love that the guy looked exactly like Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, Mm -hmm. I love that he like and that the girl looked pretty young. Like, I I just thought that was such an accurate representation of that phase in her life and what that relationship really was. I will tell you, it's very strange. Like now being 31 and essentially older than almost older than every Mm -hmm. guy who's 
and every guy I've dated other than Kagan. Um, yeah. That's not, not so true. Every any Anyway, I guess my point is, is like you start to realize once you get to this age how – I don't know. Like, it's not like that much changes in your brain. It's not like a right. 29-year-old is so different from a 20-year-old. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting – like, it, it almost, like, gives you some sort of peace that, like, oh, this mm-hmm. wasn't this malevolent person necessarily who was taking advantage of my youth because they saw me as so young in comparison to themselves. It's almost just like – like that's not even play that big of a role. I, in it. I think see, that's I don't. I disagree. Really? Maybe. Like, I don't know. I think that like, I think that you can become pretty jaded about love by the time you reach that age if you're like still single, especially like certain dudes. I don't know. That's my. I I actually completely really? disagree. And I think. Mm-hmm, I think that like, I th- I think that you can like when someone is twenty, like they're just. I think it's a it's actually a it's a crazy age difference and I don't know that it was like two people who just like fell in love and then just fell out of love. Like I I'm not saying I think Jake Gyllenhaal like is a sociopath or like an awful awful person, but I I just there's a power dynamic there. Right. And when someone is that young, I think you have to be very gentle with them. And from the sounds of it their relationship was like a lot of first for her and I don't know, it's just, you know, it clearly was was Honestly, not something that she could easily just process and get over because she was so young and had I had do, barely any experience. You know, I actually, you, I've come full circle. I think you're right. I think I just don't hang out with anyone who's that age anymore. Yeah, but all my friends are like at least twenty five, and, and like yeah. relatively worldly. I feel like. Well, yeah, I think like the difference between like thirty one and like twenty six. I mean, Ben is thirty and I'm twenty six. Like, there's like essentially zero difference between us now. But I think a ton happens between like you know nineteen and twenty five. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Those you're still becoming an adult. Like you really right. don't become an adult until your late twenties. No, no, and, and 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 also your ideas about love and relationships, yeah. and you know, like I just don't, I don't think you're jaded at nineteen or twenty, and I think you can easily be kind of jaded. Uh, not everyone is like this, but I think you can easily become jaded. And the person that like you know, yeah. So I totally um, agree. I would like to now revisit another lyric relating to okay. this. When she says, um, you charmed my dad with self-effacing jokes, and then he watched me watch the front door all night, you know, willing you to come, and he said, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Yeah, pretty gutting. Ugh. Gutting, and just, like, how many times have have you been there in a relationship where you've just wanted someone so badly to just, like, do the thing you just want them to do and to, to just show up for you, you know? And then right. they don't. I mean – Actually, this hasn't happened to me in a, quite a while, but I remember being really young and and having different relationships where, where guys were just flakes and just awful. Well, I personally think that when you're that young, you don't fully grasp – you don't have perspective. And so your first love is everything. And everything, your, yeah. Those experiences are completely all-consuming and engul- like engulfing. When Absolutely. You're, when you're my age, you've been through those experiences. You come out on the other side of them. And on some level, new experiences are never as potentially intoxicating because you have an understanding of how things end and how mm-hmm. people really sometimes aren't who they say they are. And, and right, you become right. more measured in how right. you perceive experiences. And that's right. actually, I think, a symptom of wisdom. Like mm-hmm. you don't invest your entire identity and emotional well-being in your partner anymore. Right. You, right. Or in you your in things- how you spend your 21st birthday. Yeah. You you take things a lot more, I think, um, you take things at a more mature pace emotionally. Yeah. And and ultimately I think that hopefully you find like a more mature love and relationship. But when you're so young and especially when you've never had love before and like, you know, you, it's, it's everything that they talk about. It's all that books and movies are about. It's like the thing that's going to define your life. A lot of times when you're a young woman, right. you think that way. Um, right. and your home hormones are crazy. It, I just don't think you can both a be as intoxicated and infatuated with someone and B, be as heartbroken. You can't, it's a different experience when you're that young. Right. Well, I think like, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that that perspective is just not something you can ever gain until you've like lived like another six, six to seven years. Like yeah. Where you've just gone through a few more relationships where you've thought that they were everything and then they haven't panned out to be everything. And then you realize like, oh, I can't always trust these 
you know, oxytocin type emotions when I'm first meeting somebody, like I have to, it takes time. And, you know, there are other things that matter to me besides just like the, the initial giddy feelings of a relationship. Exactly. You're so, honestly, that's like what it is. You're so, you're drunk on the mm-hmm. oxytocin of the honeymoon phase. Yeah. yeah. But you've never been through, through it before. So you don't realize you're drunk. Right. Right. And right, then, right. Yeah. Like, anyway. So, uh, but it's great because it, I mean, the scene of her crying on the bed was that, could, the, could anything be more literal? No, no, no. And just, how did you I feel mean, about the fight she, scene? Um, how did I feel about that scene? I mean, I personally, when he dropped her hand, mm-hmm. it was like so incredibly validating mm-hmm. because, and then mm-hmm. when he gaslit her in the kitchen, like, right, right. there you're is making honor- this all about you. Oh, this is uh, you're you're selfish. Right, right. I mean, it was just so incredibly validating right, because right. I feel like every girl, most girls have had that experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have those micro moments that mean everything. And it's in those micro moments where your partner does not validate you or just support you or just do those or just doesn't do those little things where you feel loved and like cherished like subliminally or on like a subconscious level. And like those things add up. Well, I mean, but when he dropped her hand, when he like wouldn't hold her hand in front of his friend, yeah, yeah, that was not just like a minor thing, right? That you're was right, like a right. major yeah. like but, I will not validate you in front of other people, which is seriously the playbook of assholes mm-hmm. everywhere, you guys. Right, like, right, yeah. If you're a young woman and you are dating, if you're a woman dating, whoever you are, if someone will not, you know, be a little PDA with you, mm-hmm. then there's that should be. Let's just say a well, red a, flag. No right. pun intended. Especially in front of like their friends. Exactly. Like, I get it if they're not super comfortable person. making out with you in front of their family. <laughs> yeah. Know. If they don't want to have sex with you in front of their grandma, uh, you need to run the other really way. Call this relationship <laughs> into question for sure. But like, I think if you're if you're being introduced to their friends and you are the odd person out, and they are not constantly kind of validating you with physical affection or like maybe not constantly but if they're not like validating you in that way like uh uh-uh. right right I know absolutely not and I think that I've just obviously experienced that clearly you have too mm-hmm. I remember that and yeah. and it was I love how they did that scene everything about it was just so perfectly right. done that was actually the that was actually one of the subtle moments right but you know what's funny though? That was not that moment was not felt by anybody else uh that I was watching it with. But Chandler, do you really because think I, because straight it's guys men are gonna say no, to I, each other, Oh yeah, I'm really feeling this moment. No, no, even if they're feeling something, they're not gonna admit I it. I know, I, I agree. Maybe they did feel something, but I don't I just think that's such a classic, like heteronormative, like male to female moment where like a guy doesn't realize that he's just like totally blowing it. And I'm not like, I'm not absolving them of that, but I'm just saying like, I think it's just just, as a woman, that is something we just know so well. I don't want to get, I don't want to get in the weeds here, but I'm, I'm going to say that in my mind, when he drops her hand, he knows exactly what he's doing and he's playing a game and he's making, yes, he's making her not feel secure. And he's yeah. also wants absolutely to cool he's definitely, in front of his kids. Yeah, or kids, abs- his family, his right, family, right. his friends. He wants to seem in cool front of his life, his, his wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your boyfriend will not have sex with you in front of his wife and kids, then this is probably not a good red flag, ladies. It's a red yeah. flag. Open your okay. eyes. Don't tell okay. us we didn't warn you. Right. Okay. I do want to say, I've watched her on a few late night talk shows. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like she's has the best style that she's had in a long time. Oh, like the hair looks okay. a lot better. The hair is looking uh, good for sure. The hair is looking good. No longer that weird haircut. The bangs are still here, but with the length, I feel like it's fine. Right, um, right. And beautiful outfits. Like this very sexy dress that was said to be modeled off after the revenge dress, the Princess Diana dress. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. And then she wore this amazing outfit. I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. It was like white with like – it was incredible. So she's – I feel like she's looking amazing. 
which of course here's, yeah here's what i'm gonna say though what her look on at her movie premiere was so bad in my opinion oh really it was like a purple velvet suit maybe <sighs> i just hate seeing women in pants i said this to candace my yeah, friend i was like same. she was wearing like a purple velvet suit with like boots and i hated it anyways but her hair looks much much better there's gonna be some misses we are not yeah. you know we do not have an Olivia Palermo on our hands. Right, right. But I think that we are seeing we're seeing improvement in spades compared to the documentary where she was wearing orange corduroys virtually the entire time. Okay? Like I think I know. I know. there's been there's Horrendous. been improvement. Yeah. We need to just take the wins where we can get them. <laughs> exactly. I do have a question for you. Because yeah, hit me. so she wears this revenge dress. Um that's you know, you know the Princess Diana revenge dress? Yes. Yeah. I just looked it up. It looks amazing. Okay. So Taylor wore that obviously alluding to like, this is her getting her revenge or whatever. Right, 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 right. Um, and she, and she's writing about, you know, you still think about me. That's like the new song is you literally, I think that's what it's called. You still think about me. Um, do you think that if you're Jake Gyllenhaal, this, what is this revenge? I don't think this is affecting Jake Gyllenhaal at all. I think it's like, it's hilarious if you go look at his most recent Instagrams, like Swifties are just commenting like crazy. Oh my gosh. He doesn't strike me as the type of guy who was going to feel tripped up by this. Like, I don't know. He seems kind of just like a, I don't know. I just, I'm not seeing him getting tripped up. It's probably annoying for him, but I feel like he's like, I don't think he's this person that feels this deeply or is having all this, like is racked with guilt or shame right now. No, I don't think he feel, I think if, I think if anything, his ego is flattered. This right, right. Thing, when you – these are like public displays of how emotionally impacted she was by this relationship. All this does is validate like how much she felt for him. Right, 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 right. This is not yeah. revenge. How one-sided it may be what it was. Revenge is moving the yeah. fuck on with your life. Well, that's the thing, quietly and just, you know, without saying no, a word. Without having to write a novel so, about the experience – do you think it bugs Joe? Um, that's a great question. And I'm actually really glad you brought up Joe because I've been thinking yeah. a lot about Taylor and Joe recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think it bugs Joe and I think Joe and Taylor are not going to make it. NGMI, what? as they say in the crypto community. What? NGMI. Um, yeah. What? You ever heard that? Not going to make it? No, I'm. <sighs> you're, you're on the first part. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you why. Do you know why, why he was not at SNL? Why? Because he's filming a movie. Okay. Joe Alwyn is a hot British actor in his early 30s. Mm -hmm. You really think she's going to send him off filming movie after movie and he's never going to fall in love with another star? I'm sorry, but you cannot marry an actor. They, it's just like setting yourself up. Like they all cheat on each other. Like there's no way this relationship is going to succeed Ugh. unless he gives up his career. Which you know what women do for men all right the time. all the time. Taylor's oldest time, baby. Give yeah. it up, Joe. Also, so, she's literally the richest person ever. You're one your of them. Little films will literally never do anything right. with your lifestyle. This makes me feel dark to think about because I I do believe in their love, but I think it's hard. I want them to keep their relationship very private, but I also have a hard time sometimes believing it when it is so private. Listen, actors like to be in the spotlight. They're narcissists. Right. They, they have serious ego. They need that to right. be Right. That's fed. such a good point. Comparing when you get now they're almost five years in, like so many, so few actors ever make it. And it's because they're the type of people who are obsessed with validation. They're fundamentally insecure. And I'm sorry, but I think that ultimately, especially given how much more successful she is than him, I think that he will be insecure and there'll be some ingenue who just looks at him like he's the best thing ever. Right, right. And and you know what's going to come out of that? The best fucking album in the 2030s. Right, okay? right. Oof. So let's not start crying. What a prediction, Lauren. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm rooting for them. I really am, but I also, I need to see a little bit more of their relationship, I think, in order to feel like it is real, and I do think 
she's not this the type of person to hide or to like she's she's like me i like posting about my relationship on instagram i love like the joy in you know like sharing how like wonderful i think my man is i sound like lala when i say my man (laughs) how wonderful i think my man is like don't come after my man um but i love that and i i think she's also kind of like that i'm like i know she gets a lot of like hate and i know her fans are insane but i also think that she wouldn't it doesn't seem like in character for her to like really be that private because she's not that private. No, she's not. She's and a somehow basic be like the rest of us. Right. And somehow we've always known about who every single song is about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like exactly. that's always made, made its way to public knowledge, which is not something a private person does. Absolutely. She says she leaves like Easter eggs, but no, she leaves like Wikipedia articles. <laughs> exactly. Like she might as well have like the person's name written in glow in the dark ink in the right. lyric page. Like right. that's how obvious it is to figure it out who it's about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, she's a basic B and I a hundred percent agree with you. The fact that they're private is some weird thing from him and they're not going to make it. NGMI. Yeah. And yeah. I take it back. It's not 2030s because that's a little bit late. I think that this relationship will be over and we will have an incredible new album. I'm sorry, Chandler, but before 2025. Wow. For sure. Insane. This is insane. It is insane. Another prediction, Taylor Swift will um, have a child um, via surrogate with no partner. Oh, she's she will pull Andy Cohen. Do you have um, a prediction on, or who do you think was the actress who asked her about Jake Gyllenhaal? Because I'm getting mixed reports from Dumois and other sources. Um, I know it's been debunked that it was Jennifer Aniston, so I don't have any guesses. Do you? Yeah, Courtney was saying Anne Hathaway. Oh, interesting. Who? Is there any? Are there any details? No, that's all. She was just like mm-hmm. adamant that it was Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, who I saw over the weekend. Oh, you saw Anne Hathaway? I saw Anne Hathaway. Yeah, I like oh was going to see. It's not that crazy of a story, but so I I live on the Upper West Side and Anne Hathaway also lives on the Upper West Side. I've known this, but I have never seen her and I like I also like looked it up one time and I thought I saw like her house on the market or something. So I'm like, "Oh, this might be like an old fact." And then, lo and behold, on Sunday, Ben and I are walking. It's like, you know, 1 p.m. um and I saw like this little boy on a scooter be like, "I want some watermelon." And this woman, woman and her, this guy, like I look up and the little boy's with them and she goes, we'll get some later. And it's literally in Anne Hathaway's voice. And it was Anne Hathaway. It was crazy. It was like, I saw her face and heard her voice at the same time. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's Anne Hathaway. Was she and then, her husband and child? Yeah. Yeah. And they was were just walking. No, just the three of them. Wow. It's very casual. Oh then my gosh. this freaking cutest Ben, I, we like walk past. And I'm like, I'm like Ben. That was Anne Hathaway, and she's like, what? he's like, what? And he's like, should we follow them for a few blocks? And I'm like, absolutely. So we just Did like, you? yeah, we walked behind them like for like a few blocks. Yeah, and then oh I. Oh my gosh, feet. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible. Did you learn anything as you were walking, or not really? She's so much smaller. Like the, people always say this about celebrities, but she truly is so much smaller in person. Like in what way? Like small? Like, like she's just, just like a shorter inner? person. No, just or shorter. Just- Okay, gotcha. Like gotcha. she's probably five five or five six, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I just always imagine her to be more like five eight, five nine. Well, this will always shock you. I mean, Luanne de la Sops is like our height. No. Yes, she's like maybe she might be five eleven. That's but five she- eleven is very different from five nine. Whatever. Okay, I, I digress. Okay. Um, okay, clearly. Nice try, Lauren. <laughs> I just okay. What were we talking about before that? Sorry, now I'm like we were. We need to close. Oh. You were making some crazy predictions about Taylor and Joe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? And I don't know if she'll have a baby with a surrogate. I think it would be a smart move because I do think that when you're when you're a celebrity like that, I don't know. She's so traditional. I could see it going either way. I just if she does do that, I will think it's very smart, um, because I think that ultimately you know, who knows what's going to happen in our life. Um, right. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think that we'll see single Taylor in her thirties. One million percent. This is not going to be her lifelong relationship, not even close to a chance. So that's a lot to look forward to in terms of breakup songs, in terms of, um, you know, reinventing herself. So there's, there's, we're probably gonna have another decade of revenge. Right. If three months with Jake Gyllenhaal, did all too well. What's five years with Joe Allen going to do? Right. So, so now let me just say, yeah, 
this reminds me of Adele. Have you watched the Adele special? Special? Should we I talk about it? I have not watched soon? it yet. Okay, well, maybe I want we to watch it. Maybe we dive in and talk about it on the Patreon. Okay, I think we're going to do a bonus, you guys, this week because we are dying to talk about Salt Lake City. I have all these right. notes. Oh, I but... like. A, I cannot stop thinking about it. Like, yeah. I feel like it's. I feel like it's day one again with okay, that so drama breaking. I agree. I. It's like. It's literally one of the best episodes of reality television of all time. So we'll do a full, we'll do, we'll do a bonus this week for the Patreonies. Um, I do have one other story to tell you. That's kind of funny. Okay. Tell Before me. we close. Okay. Do you have five minutes? I do. Okay. Amazing. So I got a little too big for my britches. Is that the phrase? Mm-hmm. Recently. Probably. Knowing you. Probably. Uh, so I was on my Delta app. And I saw yeah. that there's a part of the Delta app where you can upgrade. Okay. Um, you can get on the upgrade list. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to get on the upgrade list right, from right. this flight. Yeah. So um, I call Delta. And I realized, obviously, like I've, we've been flying a lot this year. And I just realized, like, we should be – like, we should, like, get – like, what I should figure out how something. long it's going to take until we get status because we fly right. all the time. Right. And, may, and like, I need to get – I want to know how to get on the upgrade list. So then, anyway, right. they're like, oh, yeah, it's medallion status. It takes, you know, this amount of, like, miles you have to fly to get the status. Yeah. And and I'm just like – I think the name's – the lady's name was Sharon. Okay. And I was like – all right, Sharon. So, what are we looking at? And if we just want to, like, you know, how how much more do we need to spend with Delta to get a medallion? Yeah, or to get you know the basic to get the status. Because I I need you know right. we want to be on these upgrade lists if we can get on them. Sure, sure, sure. Sharon goes, ma'am, you spent one hundred and sixty four dollars with us this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I think you've got a ways to go. Stop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, fully just okay. Burns hold me. on, how did you how hmm, how did you think that you'd spent somehow spent over two hundred dollars at Delta? This is why. So whenever we buy those business class seats, we always do it yeah. through the broker, and with that, you oh. don't get any sort of mileage or any sort of Got it's not it. even connected okay. to your account. So and oh I just my gosh, that. I'm like, oh, I'm how a much high longer? Roller. How much longer until I'm getting this? You know, I should have it by now. How much longer? What are we looking at, Sharon? Give me the give oh, me the numbers. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know these poor Delta employees. First, I accost them because I think that they picked up the phone too fast. So I'm like, not sure if they're credentialed or if they're scamming me. Right. And then you, I hope they have us flagged on their system, like Jen Shaw. Just feet up on the desk. Right. What are we looking at to get to Medellin? What are we looking at? <laughs> what is it going to take for you and I to come to an understanding, Sharon? Ma'am, you She's like, another hundred grand? <laughs> I don't know. She's like, everything it takes to get to Medallion, except for $164. Right. That's what it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. I know. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad you had a humbling moment this week. Yeah. You know, the mighty shall fall. Can I, can I just brag, though, a little bit about how great of a sister you are? I just feel like the listeners need to know that Lauren literally gifted me an airline flight, an airline flight as opposed to another flight. Lauren literally gifted me a flight with her miles um, she, the other day because I was like, I'm doing a lot of traveling over the holidays. And she was like, well, I know it's like, it's all really expensive. And I was kind of stressing out about it. And she's literally gifting me a flight. Can you, can you believe that? Who does that? Nobody does that. Mom doesn't even do that. I, that's, I mean, wow. Uh, I, I just I want feel- you to know that that has meant the world to me. I'm not a total, I'm not a stone cold bee. Okay. That's thank you, Chandler. I am absolutely not. You know, I might be obnoxious on the ground sometimes. Um, but I have a tender heart and I am a generous person and you know what? You are are, beyond generous. Miles feel like free money. So what is free money for than for helping a sister out, you know? Right. Thank you for giving me that, all that free money. I really appreciate it. And if you ever want to give me like some non-free money too, I will also happily take it. Absolutely. And same <laughs> listeners, no, I, I did see an Instagram how you can add badges. So when you go live or when you're doing, yeah, when you go live, people can donate. And no, I was like, that's mom, bad. That's bad mom will take mom a will gun die. and put mom it to die. our heads. Mom like, will die. Yeah. It's not going to Absolutely. Work. That's never no. going to happen. No, 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 no. Okay. The fact that we have a Patreon. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. if you want to hear our thoughts on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and um, more chitter chatter 
we will be doing another Patreon episode this week. Um, love you all so much. Love you. Love you all. Love you, sis. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself.